better than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, unfortunately, we are back on the couch after State of Origin. It's Thursday here on the North Coast. Jared, you're in Brizzy. Welcome. Hello, we gentlemen. I walked across to the beach this morning, Jared, and I found a very down, despondent, derelict New South Wales supporter, and he's here. James, welcome. Uh, yeah, I um, Jared, how are you, mate? It's good to hear your beautiful, soothing voice, Steve-O. Um, I don't <laughs> no, know. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I don't know. that I'm obviously definitely very far from a fucking expert in football, in NRL. I fucking love watching NRL. I love watching the State of Origin. I, fu- it get, like, I only get that feeling when I'm watching some of the kids I coach surf or someone I follow. Like, you know, you only, I don't get that with the West Tigers just because they've never been in... They haven't been in too many big games since I really started following it. So what are you trying to say, James? Fuck, man. Ready for this stat. I only found this one out and it, you just quickly forget about it. They've won four series in the last 18 years. New South Wales. New South Wales yeah. have won. Obviously, they've won three in the last four or three in the last five or whatever it is, but four series in 18 years. Mm. 14 years, those fuckers have been us. There's people like that I coach that are younger than four. I don't know. Yeah. That is mind-bending. And... Jared, those fuckers that tortured me for fucking eight years in a row, and Cam now they're, they're now the coaching staff. <laughs> Jonathan Thurston. <laughs> yeah, they're all. When there. I seen JT, like as they were running out, he's, so he's at the up. fucking door <laughs> of the change rooms, high fiving every one of them, looking in the eyes, going, "Go boys, go boys!" Not over the top, not fucking crazy, just staring them down. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, I just went off. Fuck. Well, we don't have we don't have the fourth panel member here. He's been in Wallaby camp, but I actually reckon he's probably celebrating. I think he's up at Century Cove or something. We're talking about Beric Barnes. He did find time to text us last night before the game, didn't he, Woody? Like, we don't hear from him for two weeks, and then we get the Queenslander. Well, fuck off, Beric. You won a series, but anyway, let's let's get into the uh, into the review, Jared. I know it's not uh, it's not a good one for Blues supporters, but. Um, I'll just give my thoughts firstly, and I've been on record before a game, before a ball was kicked. I think it just, for me, it's just summed up in three sentences. Outselected, I think Billy got the jump on Freddie big time there. His selections were spot on. He was picking guys that were in form and in position. I know that's one of your bugbears, Woody. Guys are in position. Uh, secondly, uh, I think totally outcoached, um, you know. Billy just, he's just a, it's like he plays. He's just, he, he, like they're, they're just well drilled. They know what they, you know, they've got plan A, B, C. And I think the third thing is, and we, Jared, you and I spoke about this after the first game. It, it just becomes very, very obvious the longer the game goes that those, that Queensland contingent that he's got in that squad and even the guys that he's brought in in this second game, um, they're prepared to run through 
10 burning buildings for him. Hello? Anyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, 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 just... I agree with you totally. Jared, you're like I mean, you're, you're the stat man, Jared. You know this game better than fucking I ever will. But like I, I, I don't, like the way we attack. It's the same fucking way every set. Is it? Am I? Was nah, I tripping? You're, you're watching like, the same game. Cleary yeah. did the same shit all game in game one, and then like Luau and Moses did the same shit. Mm. Was it was it the same? I don't well, know. Was, was it the well, same sort of well, angles of attack each side? I don't know. Well, I think there's a I think there's a few steps to go through. I mean, I um, you know I tipped Queensland before game one because I didn't like the selection of Pangai Junior or Hudson Young, and I didn't. I thought Queensland had workers, and I thought it was a game where that sort of work attitude uh, could potentially come to the fore. I thought Fitler then in game one completely fucked things up with the. Leaving three of his best starters um, on the bench. Jared, he did it in game two as well. Well, and then then we get the you know game two uh, again. I tip Queensland. I actually said when we did a review a couple of weeks ago, Steve. I thought they were uh, good things. I thought minus two, which was the market at the time, was was crazy, and their record at Suncorp is just staggering. They've now won fourteen of their last seventeen. Fourteen of seventeen, uh, Woody. They've won 14 of 17. 14 of 17. And then, again, um, you know, I, I didn't agree with some of the selections. Um, you know, leaving Martin and Murray on oh. the bench to start the game is just not right, in my opinion. And then um, when Turbo went down, and those things are unforeseen, but the plan was always that starting Robson was to keep Cook fresh. And coming to your point a minute ago, Woody, uh, New South Wales have played this really uh, sterile, predictable style of attack pattern where they lack options and they don't create opportunity. In game one, they had three line breaks. Last night in game two, they had two line breaks. Now, we both know you're not going to win a game um, under that scenario. And Cook was going to be the magic and should have been the magic coming out of number nine, fresh after about 20 or 25 minutes, um, out of dummy half, creating angles and options and things that could potentially open things up because, as was said in the commentary, going around them was not going to work and that's all New South Wales attempted to do. So, yeah, one thing after another just compounded. And, you know, uh, New South Wales in the end had their pants pulled down. I think they were completely outcoached. It's now 4-1. Slater has uh, advantage over... um, Fiddler. Yeah. And he's won two series. What what about like moving into game three, Joe, if you like just to take the emotions and how fucking annoying it is that they won the series, but would is it worth like do you make a heap of changes? Do you go like for me, just hear me out here, I would I don't think I would put Reese Robinson in the team, I really, I don't, I, I don't think I, I'd go Cook and just make him play eighty minutes. He's fucking up for it. He's done it before. Before Coruscant got in the mix, I'd have a better utility. I don't know off the top of my head who I'd have, but I'd have Nico Hines, Matt Burton, Matt, yeah, Nico Hines. Yeah. I'd have, but I would have Nico Hines and um, Cody Walker or Nico Hines and Cleary if Cleary's fit. 
And I, listen, I actually playmakers don't don't. Do you think our well? I mean, we've as Jared just those stats that he just gave out. We line breaks three in the first game and two last night. Like you're not going to win games with Tedesco that. Tedesco is especially fucking dog shit. Especially for 20 with the, games especially in with a row. the amount of possession we had. Like the amount of we possession won, we, we had in the first game. We lost thirty-two to six with fifty-five to forty-six oh, no. percent possession. 55, yeah, 55, well, 45. Then, yeah, 55, Again, it comes back to how you try and open things up. Now, I'll give Queensland their credit. Their defence in both games has been outstanding, but this is supposedly the best available for New South Wales, and they should have been able to create far more opportunity. I actually thought Moses played very well in the first oh, half. I, and I, overall, I, thought I thought Moses was good. I, I thought his game was good, but... Um, um, the, the worry is that there's no ball play. They're not actually crashing through the line. Um, their offloads are not there. So all the things that you want to do to either create a line break, create some second phase, get yourself through the, the line are just not happening. I mean, their, their biggest line break opportunity was from a, a kick in the set by Crichton and he runs 60 metres. I mean, that was about the sum total of it. Uh, last night, so uh, it's one. It's one of the reasons that I that I've 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 wanted Hines there, because I just think he has that X factor going down short sides. He, he's a bit unpredictable, you know. He, I mean, Cherry Evans can do that from time to time as well, um, and not be in that sort of robot robotic sort of mould. And um, and we we need we need plenty of that. I mean, if you look at the side and the makeup, obviously the coach is going to be there for the last game. I can't see that. Freddie is going to be the coach next year, but um, before we get to that, like, does your captain stay? Is is like, do we go? You know, do we go the view that we potentially not fully clean out, but we look for you know for the future of potentially being able to win a game in Sydney and have some confidence going into next year with with five or six new guys? Well, I. I, I Fiddler will be there for game three. I'm sure that he goes with Tedesco again as his captain. Um, and then I think what happens next year will unfold next season under who might be the new coach and what then the former of key players leading into selection time. Um, I don't see that they're going to drop the, the captain. I, I think he's been poor. I think he's had a poor series, but I, I don't think that they'll do that. Um, they'll tinker at the edges, but um, I don't know that we'll see a lot of change, to be honest, with the New South Wales team. I think it's just tactically more about um, the starting side, getting momentum, and then how they actually look to play their attack. And I think that comes back to how they've been coached and what what's happened in their preparation. And, you know, I mean, what have they been doing for nine days in camp? You know, from what leaked out in the 24 hours before uh, last night's game was that New South Wales had um, only one real training run together and that was the captain's run when Murray and Martin were able to uh, train. Um, But, you know, what was done in terms of ball work and options to try and open the game up and and then to put Cook to left edge in the centre. And to be quite honest, I actually thought Cook played very well in a very, very difficult role. Um, but it was just crazy. I mean, completely nullified then the plan of why you wanted to use Cook in the game. I mean, uh, Cameron Murray uh, plays left edge. Uh, he normally plays one inside the role that he would have been asked to play in the centres, uh, and it would have kept Cook fresh to come off the bench and try and add some of that creati- 
uh, creative now and break and open things up. And that that that, that anyway. decision that decision. If you follow rugby league and you and you know defensive patterns and you know how left and right uh, aims up and in the modern game how guys defend on the edge, uh, left left edge, right edge, left edge uh, back rowers, right edge back rowers, centres, etc. I was absolutely blown away, and uh, and Zach said to me probably about five times, why are you so silent, Dad? I was so blown away at that decision that Cook replaced Turbo and Murray, knowing full well of what you just described, Jared, of the experience that he has on an edge, and all he had to do was shuffle one out to defend on that edge, and we all know how well he attacks and the impetus you get with his quick play of the ball and all the rest of it. I was just blown away for 50 metres, 50 minutes. I couldn't talk. I just could not believe the decision that Cook went to centre and he's got Murray sitting on the bench and he did not even take the field. And when he took the field, he still left Cook in the centres after 47 minutes. Oh. 100%. Mind-boggling. But the other thing is where you want to play the play with the football from. And New South Wales have been obsessed under Fitler of playing a very Panther style of attack, uh, and that is to play from the middle and and not have uh, anything that's creative that tries to look and open things up. I'm sure on paper they had had plans to try and do that, but the execution clearly has been in, in these two games and also last year that it hasn't worked and. You then conversely look at how Queensland have approached it. I mean, again, Queensland are prepared to play uh, with passing coming out of their own end and on other occasions to get to an outside edge, but importantly try and move the defence around and create some opportunity. They had some set little plays that used um, you know, Munster and Walsh and DCE, also brought into play Nanai down that right edge, um, and they also played some short side raids. You know, they did things that were trying to open up line break opportunity and then uh, attack plays, and it worked for them. So if you, were, if you, if you uh, looked into your crystal ball and you're not Freddie Fittler, thank God, um, what would you do as a coach during third game? Uh, so we're just going to well, give you a, a blank, sh- blank, blank sheet. Off you go. Give us your side. Well, I, I don't know what the full side is, but I think he's got to go with people that he expects are going to be um, part of uh, the year. solution moving forward for whoever the coach is next year. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be giving um, Moses another uh, run. Um, uh, who, but, who, who, know, who, who would be your father? Luau's got to get yeah, fucking... Luau can take his oh, Instagram and just fuck off. He's got to go. But, like... Standing over Cherry Evans, oh. always niggling and fighting. Try and fucking win us the game, you muppet. Yeah, 100%. Put your energy into a good kick or a fucking good run. Yeah, some positivity. Fuck off with your niggle. What's that going to work? They're down yeah. by 30 points or something. <laughs> Fuck. It who, who, well, Stephen, who, I, who, who'd be your favourite? I, I, I can tell you a little bit of breaking news about who won't be New South Wales' coach next year. Has he stood down? No. Um. In the last uh, few minutes as we speak, Justin Holbrook has been shown the door immediately at the Gold Coast Titans. No. And Des Hasler has been appointed as their new coach. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Damn it. I wanted Des as the fuck. Are you? Oh, I'm I'm blown away by that. Holbrook's been shown the door. 
shown the door effective immediately. There's Hasler has been appointed as their new coach that's from who, 2024 onwards. That's who I wanted to be the New South Wales coach. What, what <sighs> are you? What are your thoughts on that, Jared? Well, I, uh, the guy's coming off a win. Um, l- listen, I think uh, I think the pressure of um, being results focused has, has just mounted and mounted, and it's cost him his role. Jeez, their last performance yeah. was good. I, I yeah. Gee, I hope. I mean, there's a lot of stability in that club, and we've spoken about it before with the new ownership. I really hope, um, you know, there hasn't been too much impatience there. I re- like it. Holbrook can coach. All right, Jared, I've got a few questions for you. I'm blown away by that. Jared, you there, mate? Yeah. All right, yes, I'm mate. Gonna fire, I'm going to fire these couple of you. So, 2021, three games up in Queensland because of COVID. We fucking towed them. Obviously, Turbo. Fit, healthy, in form, the trail on fire, Cleary playing out of his skin, Murray playing well, Tedesco was actually doing some good shit. But how were they being able to do that? Was our go forward different? Do we have better forwards then? Have we what have we lost from that twenty like the go forward? Like it seemed like every time we were running out of their our own twenty we were just making 10, like every carry was 10 to 15 metres. Like we were just going pretty much straight back up the field. And well, I, we've I, just lost I, I all of I think to be that. fair, at, at the time, Queensland, I think, had a few key injuries uh, and it was a very lopsided um, yeah. um, matchup. And New South Wales were very, very warm favourites in each of those games. Yeah. Uh, the other thing was, it was under the, in 21, to be honest, I've, I've thrown all results in NRL and anything else out um, out of 2021 because it was when we were playing under the multiple six agains and the multiple penalties and we were yeah. basically playing touch football. Um, and that also suited that, that team at the time. Um, Turbo was an absolute star. He was man of the match all but every game and man of the series and absolutely killed them. You know, so we're, And then Bennett crawled it back the following year and then Benny, uh, Billy Slade has taken it another couple of steps in the last 12 months. Um, listen, I think New South Wales should, should be far, far closer. I think New South Wales should have won game one. I think it should have been one all now going into game yeah. three. Uh, and I think the responsibility for the majority of that sits uh, squarely at the feet of the, the coach. I think um, the selections, the starting side, the rotations and then yeah. the attack. That that'd uh, be it's just not been good. That just from a like a viewer that's fucking a novice but loves it, I just don't get how the 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 way he brings he wasn't bringing like two or three players on at once just bang, bang like the people was like the Ikoali or whatever from the Tigers did he play like forty five seconds of game? Like I didn't even see him fucking play. Was he play, did he play? Good uh, Yeah, he was t- he was in his gear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, no. He, like, he, why he, not get another attacking fucking player if you're not if you're only going to play him ten minutes? Yeah, yeah. Is, is there is there a re- what, like he? That's the other thing that shits me about Fitler. Like, he never explains that whole reasoning behind it. Like if he just gave me the information, what he was thinking, what John's like, what all his assistants were saying, and I had an idea of what the fuck he was thinking, it'd be it'd be easier to swallow. But you don't even know what he's doing. It's like he didn't know what no. he was doing. And no, I'm a novice. Right. He's like a legend of it of the sport. Yeah. Well, I think if we go back three seasons ago to what Bennett did in, you know, the final game at Suncorp when it was a decider. I mean, um, 
Bennett had won game one, which I think from memory was in Adelaide, uh, went to Homebush in game two and got absolutely towed up. Everybody was talking about how weak the Queensland team was. They were going to get flogged in game three. You know, Bennett straight after the game was laughs, jokes in the dressing room. He took all the pressure off his players um, you know, there were stupid headlines in the days leading into the game about, you know, this being the weakest Queensland lineup ever and all of that sort of rubbish. And Bennett again pulled his pants down and, you know, completely outcoached him. He had him prepared. He had him right. He had their heads right. You know, I said when we, we did review a game one a couple of weeks ago, Steve, I, I, I was really concerned looking at the last two to three minutes prior to full time and then after full time and then in the dressing rooms at the body language of the New South Wales players. I just thought they looked completely shattered and shocked. Uh, and I thought last night, the first two sets of six that New South Wales had to defend after half time, on both occasions, Queensland made <coughs> stacks of metres and opportunity, and they scored very quickly. And I thought, whatever had happened at half time didn't work, New South Wales were gone. Mm. Yeah. Righto, well, let's move on to, uh, before we get into the preview of this weekend, another uh, part of the split round, let's have a quick chat about the St. George situation, Jared. Obviously, uh, news over the weekend or during Origin Camp, uh, Ben Hunt, he's done. He's not coming back to the Dragons. He's had enough, wants to move back to uh, Queensland. Um, Flanagan's been appointed coach. The club's trying to sort of play the strong arm tactics of he's not going anywhere. Obviously, he doesn't want to be there. Um, he's over all the shenanigans at, uh, in the front office. Um, what are your views and what's the latest? It's like days of our lives, isn't it? I mean, we may as well just have a weekly segment each Thursday to talk about the Dragons. Um, yeah, l- listen, apparently Ben Hunt spoke to a couple of media people after the game last night, uh, reaffirmed, if not doubled down, the fact that, yes, he uh, wants a release and he wants a release, um, if possible, as soon as possible, uh, if not by the end of the season. Um, he definitely wants to return to Queensland. Um, that surely puts the Titans um, in the P position to end up being where he signs. Um, there is, he, he said that he was um, likely available, uh, depending on how he pulled up to play tomorrow night, and that a meeting has already been organised for Monday between he, his manager, um, the CEO and I'd suggest uh, Flanagan and um, Harron um, to discuss it and nut things out. I mean, my understanding in the background is that the Dragons will end up giving him a release, but the release will be contingent to the fact that he can only go to a club in Queensland and not elsewhere in and Sydney. Is, is that a, is that under the new Titans coach, Des Hasler? Well, it sounds like it. I'm still gobsmacked by that. Is he the is he the right guy for that for that job, Jerry? Wouldn't have been my pick. Yeah. Gee, they've kept that quiet, haven't they? No leaks. Very quiet. Unbelievable. No leaks. Right. So, uh, so you think uh, you think Ben Hunt's gone? You don't think he's? I mean, I saw his comments. I, I, I think firstly, he's he's a quality human being. He's played out of his bloody backside for the Dragons. Um, it's a real shame that he had his contract extended at the end of last year, and uh, the you know the front office is just really poor operators. Is probably the best description. Yeah, let, let, and he's obviously got frustrated with it, and he's obviously got worn down by it. I, I think the CEO, I think the football manager, and I think a few people on the board uh, all need to be absolutely castigated, uh, utter incompetence, 
and have completely fucked this up. And, um, you know, the, congratulations over the last couple of years through their complete mismanagement. They've taken them to the bottom of the table. Mm. Yeah. yeah. How's, how's this stuff with, um, yeah. with all the national anthem stuff? Did you see that before the game in the origin? No. So it's got the it's got a shot uh, of the Queensland guys all the arms around each other. It's got <coughs> Luai and Payne Huss. They're just just standing in front of the crew with their arms by their sides. Mm. He uh, to me he's got to go. Luai has got to go. He is fucking. I'm not going. For we just can't up. get off state of origin. Oh, Let's get into this weekend's he's games, got to Jared. Fucking go. Where where are we going to start with this this weekend's games? Well, Steve, why don't we have a look at the Dragons Warriors uh, first up? Really interesting game Friday night. Just, um, just on that, Jared, just... are, are all the Dragons on the plane? Like, have they all got passports? <laughs> no, nah, well, this one's in in yourself old. Woody, but, listen to this uh, one. At, listen to this down one. At Wollongong. This is the football manager that works at the Dragons. So they're New South Wales Cup side. Is it two players, Jared, or three players can't go to New Zealand? Two. Because they didn't have their passports ready. Correct. Wouldn't they have known and that, that sort of stuff should have... about fucking last year? <laughs> about two years ago? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, and that's, that, that stuff should have been dust, dusted up and completely put the bed back in uh, January. You got all that sort of stuff teed off and you got um, <laughs> oh ticklers that says uh, Stephen Condon passport. Yep. Up to date. Yep. Oh, uh, you're, a contra- yep. you're a contracted player. You actually play for the Dragons. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Anyway, Warriors-Dragons. This will be a good game. Yeah, it will be a good game. Um, uh, listen, the Dragons at Wollongong have been good, but um, they do get the Bellin and Bird back. They lose Kerr. Uh, but I think the key thing here is, is the Warriors. I just think they're flying under the radar at the moment. They come off two good wins. They went to Canberra two weeks ago and won down there uh, when they were underdogs. At home, prior to that, they beat the Dolphins. Uh, they get Walker back off two positive wins. And a lot of people... And again, this is why they fly under the radar. Forget the fact that they're in the top four for defence. They've had five away wins this season, which we never would have credited likely back in February. Uh, against the St George side that I think is just leaking way too many points. So come off a positive win against the Rabbits. But let's remember the Rabbits had a bucket load of people out. Uh, I think the Warriors can win. The line was five and a half, now out to six and a half. Um, I think they'll probably cover that, and um, I've got the winning by about eight. Okay, so we'll move on to the next game. Uh, you did nominate this earlier in the year. You didn't think the Eels were going to uh, have as good a year as last year. They started off really poorly, but they have I think the way the draws rolled out and their form has improved significantly, they've got on a bit of a roll. They've got the Dolphins in Queensland on Saturday. Yeah, they have, and you know, they're, listen, they're back in the eight at the moment. But let's let's also remember that there's a lot of teams that are only two wins apart from about uh, third or fourth, all the way down to third and from the table. So mm. you need to keep winning, and um, the Eels need to do that this week. The Dolphins are in a, in a good spot. This game's at Sunshine Coast Stadium, so let's just be careful there. Hang, hang on, hang on. But Why the, are the golf Dolphins in a in a good spot? They've been belted the last couple of weeks, Jerry. I mean, they're in a good spot that they come off a bye. Right. And they get uh, Kerr in. Uh, they get Kafusi in. Um, and I think they're two key ins. I think the forward lineup is much better. But uh, that form line, they were absolutely horrible last start. 
Uh, but they are off that bye. We know Bennett gets a response uh, playing in Queensland. I think Parramatta win, but, uh, you yeah, know, Parramatta have got to be careful. These are the sort of games that they can quickly drop, but they should have all of their rep players uh, backing back up. Sean Lane's also back. Um, I certainly think the Eels will be winning. I had the Eels by eight. Uh, Panthers, uh, obviously without uh, Cleary, they've got plenty of guys backing up, including Woody's favourite 5'8 in the comp uh, versus the Knights. I mean, talk about coaches that are under the pump and, you know, the, uh, uh, Adam O'Brien at the Knights. And the Knights have actually been pretty good the last couple of weeks, but um, more so against the, uh, the Broncos and they had enough ball to beat the Roosters. Are they any chance against That was against horrible them? last week. Yeah, yeah, the week Horrible before against, week against the Roosters. Yeah, the week before against the Broncos, they were very good. Um, do you yeah. think they're any, yeah, I, any chance against the Panthers? Oh, listen, I don't think they win. I think the key is whether you're prepared to give up 10 to 12-point start. Um, you know, Penrith are just so solid. They get most of these players back. Uh, whether all of them back up will be interesting. At Penrith Park, very rarely do they get beat out there. The Knights generally don't travel well. They were very good in Brisbane a couple of weeks ago, but then last week when well favoured, completely uh, dropped their bundle. Um, certainly with the, uh, the Panthers at home, I think they probably win by a couple of converted tries. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to leave alone. Okay, so uh, we move into, uh, you'd have to think, oh, this is a really good game Saturday night, Storm Eagles. I mean, Eagles... Well, have, is it? E- well, Eagles have come off a belting by Parramatta. Um I don't know. My spies tell me that they got one hell of a spray. Uh, if they're not going to bounce back this week under Seabold, you'd be a little bit concerned. Obviously, Tommy T's not going to play for a while, so they're going to be w- without him. Um, Storm are on a bit of a roll. I don't know. Well, Storm have won their last five season. Uh, two weeks ago, absolutely put the cleaners through the Sharks. Uh, three weeks prior to that, they um, dusted up the Broncos at home. Um, they're in a little bit of form at the moment. I mean, it's very hard to understand, given some of their key losses, like that one against the Cowboys, that they're sitting in the top four. But they are, um, and their record at home is very good. Listen, the Eagles, I said before last week's game, I thought that form line against the Dolphins was just horrible. The Dolphins didn't turn up. The Eagles looked outstanding, and they weren't. They went out to Parramatta last week and I think incredibly complacent, uh, really poor offering against a reserve-grade Parramatta side, got beat by 30. Uh, I think there's a lot of question marks about a few key people in this team and their attitude. And when Tom and Jake are not playing, they are a different cup of tea. I think Melbourne win. I think Melbourne win pretty comfortably. Uh, I've got the Melbourne Storm by 14, the 16 winners. Sunday... Back in Queensland, up at Suncorp, it's the Broncos versus the Titans, who now don't have a coach until the start of 2024. Well, this is 2 o'clock on Jared, Sunday Jared, afternoon. Maybe, maybe Ben Hunt is captain coach. Well, he might be. That's where he's he heading. He might be. Well, I think Hasler's pulling the strings in the background in the next couple of weeks. But let's go to 2 o'clock on a Queensland Gold Coast sunny afternoon. Well, it's actually in Brisbane, but it'll be just the same. I looked at the forecast this morning, 27, 28, be nice and warm, dry track. What could horribly go wrong here? There will be a complete lack of defence. There will be 50 to 60 points in this game. I think the Titans will be a bit fired up with the sacking of the coach because that'll put the, um, the heat under a few of these players to be performing for contracts. I think 
Uh, I think the Broncos maybe win. The start is uh, nine and a half. I want to be with the Titans at the nine and a half, but I think there's 50 or more points in it. I think points over 47 and a half is uh, the best play of the week. On to the Rabbitohs versus the Cowboys with uh, Cody Walker at 5'8", which is Woody's pick for uh, Origin 3. He wants him to start there. Yeah, well, the, in a good the game, rabbit- might be a chance, James. Oh, fuck, who knows? I'm fucking so over it. I can't get it out of my head. I'm fucking wigging <laughs> out. How do we fuck the rabbits it up? Want to bounce. The rabbits want to bounce back here. They're back at Homebush. They come off that loss at Cogra to the Dragons when they did have uh, a long list of players out. They get a lock of those back except for the trail. Much stronger lineup. You know, Cowboys, gee, they're hard to, hard to catch. I thought they were very lucky to win in, uh, in Golden Point last start against the Panthers. Um, they uh, record when they come to Sydney and at home, which is not great. I'm with, with the Rabbits to win. Market's about 10. I think that's probably about right. Rabbits by about 10. Can the Raiders cause, oh, well, is it going to be an upset if they beat the Roosters on Sunday evening? This is a really tricky game. Yeah. Um, it's at Moore Park where the Roosters can normally play their best. They also get Victor Radley back this week and they get Lindsay Collins back from uh, rep football, which so I think get, certainly strengthens them up. They get Victor back for one game, do they? Probably, yeah. yeah he seems to be uh, in for one and out for three at the moment. Uh, the question mark is whether Luke Keary plays. Hudson Young backs up for the Ra- uh, Raiders. Listen, the Raiders have had a very soft draw. If we'd gone back three or four weeks ago looking at this weeks ahead, we would have had the, the Roosters by 10. Uh, the market only has them by three and a half. I think the Roosters scrape home. I think it's a, uh, a really tight game. Roosters by two. Well, uh, we'll top the week off, Woody, um, by just having a quick uh, chat about the golf. You were on Condos Multi, weren't you? Yep. A few top nine 20s. bucks, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, $9.80, $9. I think it was. Yeah. $9, Jared, yep. Which Good Monday. Was, uh, Good Monday, little kick. Hundy on that. Nine Hundy. I'm going to Bali. Going to meet my next wife. Um... And start a new family there with my winnings. This is a, this is the most dejected I reckon I've seen Woody in about four or five years of the podcast. Man, I fucking hate, fuck! I hate losing to Queensland. I knew we were going to lose fucking three weeks ago. Whenever we okay, didn't. so I, we're going to we're going to finish the podcast with one crystal ball observation from James. Who is the coach for next year? I really wanted to be Des Hasler. Well, that's not going to happen. I so know. who's who's it going to be? Oh, man, it needs to be someone that's not a full-time coach, I reckon, like that has the energy for yep. just really focus on that. Um, Jared, do you think they're going to dip into the current coaching uh, staff, like, you know, a Badiris or a um, you nah, know, Mary McGregor? No, nah, fuck that. No, nah. well, that, I agree with you on that, but do you think they will, Jared? No, I don't. I don't. don't. I think they'll go – their preference will be for a non-club coach. Um, but they may have to go back to the well of an existing club coach. I mean, personally, I would go with Bellamy. Um, my next in line would be Craig, uh, Craig Fitzgibbon. I mean, I think Bellamy understands rep football. You know, people are critical of the role that he did years ago. Listen, that was against an absolutely outstanding Queensland team. It was the greatest um, team ever. fucking ever yeah. assembled on in the history of football. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and Bell, Bellamy's in the top three in the conversation of one of the greatest coaches we've we've seen. So uh, I certainly think he'd be the right bloke. Um, outside of that, you know, Fitzgibbon, I think, has had something like 10 years involved in Origin. Uh, he's, he's got a really good defensive focus. He also understands Origin. Uh, outstanding player. I think he's a very, very good coach. I'd go with him. Um, if you're looking for guys that are without a role, I mean, 
Match Maguire's coaching New Zealand at the moment. I don't know whether that oh, um, no. leaves him out. Anthony Griffin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, well. Holbrook? Nah. I, uh, I, I, like, off the top of my head, this one, purely because of what he did in Origin when I was young, like, I, I, I'd back Jeff Turvey. I would seriously take would on. Would Someone like that. I don't know how much he's involved in coaching at the moment. Or he's involved in the pathways at Manly. I'd take fucking Mick Ennis. I'd take Michael Ennis. They, they've got to throw the sink at Bellamy. But yeah. does, is he coaching the store uh, next uh, year? Uh, yeah. I have to say, uh, uh, Tubes um, is, is a good talking point. Uh, I thought he did a good job when he was coaching Manly. Um, I liked his game plans. Yeah. He was creative. Um, he changed them, depended on the, the opponent. Um, he gets the game. You know, he's a smart fella. Uh, he'd certainly be in the conversation somewhere. I, I, I don't know who else. Who else could you go to that's got any sort of... Well, I think Fitzy would be a good choice, but he's not. Gonna, there's no way he's going to do Could it. Could Jason yeah. Riles, is he, is he out of no, a job? He's, at, he's down at the storm. Yeah. He I mean, he hasn't coached. He, he hasn't coached, you know, at, at the top. Neither has fucking Billy Slater. Yeah. Billy Slater have walked off a fucking horse track. <laughs> Righto, we'll leave it there. We'll be back on Monday. Thank you, James. You, you, need, to, you need to lie down. Fuck. Have a long lunch, Jimmy. Oh, Jared, fuck. Help us. See you Monday, Jared. See you, guys. See you, gentlemen. Smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs>